0: have
1: you got drama yet?
2: up y'all welcome on into the go 24 7 podcast west rucker coming to you from fort rucker studio and as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro we've got another breaking news edition of the go 24 7 podcast let's go on over to that home daycare center get to the one the only ryan callahan who i'm guessing is about to tell us why we're having yet another breaking news edition of the go 24 7 podcast so ryan take it away the floor
1: is yours yeah, t- Tennessee has made another addition to its 2023 recruiting class. Uh, they got things fired up here again recently after a few slow months uh, by landing offensive lineman Vison Lang, and now they have landed running back Khalifa Keith out of Birmingham, Alabama, uh, a former Kentucky commitment that Tennessee's been heavily involved with for a couple months now, really. Uh, he, he went in, uh, went to Tennessee for the Florida game back on September 24, was back in Knoxville last month for the Alabama game, And didn't even have an offer from Tennessee at the time of those visits. Uh, It wasn't until about six, I guess, six days after the uh, the visit for the Alabama game that Tennessee was able to send running backs coach Jerry Mack to see him play, and they offered him that day. And since then, it's been sort of clear that this that's where things were headed. Uh, And then he's sort of made uh, you know at least telegraphed uh, that move a little bit by decommitting uh, from Kentucky a couple weeks ago, and now is officially committed to Tennessee after uh, visiting. Last weekend for the Tennessee Missouri game, so uh, nice pickup here for Tennessee, and we'll we'll, we'll get into some of the uh, the, additional specifics and details on him. But definitely a bigger running back, uh, six foot one, two hundred twenty-five pounds or so. At one point this fall, two twenty-five might have even been a few pounds light. Like he's a he's a good sized kid, uh, but moves pretty well for for a back that size. I, I like his film quite a bit personally, and think this is a a good fit for what Tennessee's been. Uh, been hoping to find and add to its backfield. And obviously, uh, they were looking for that to begin with when they had Will Stallings uh, committed, uh, who recently parted ways with the Vols. That one definitely not completely uh, unrelated to this development, obviously. I was about to say, you know, that there's
2: got, I mean, come on, read between the lines, right?
1: Well, I was going to say, not a, not a straight one-for-one one swap. Uh, in this case, I think the writing had been on the wall with Stallings for a while that he wasn't going to be part of this class, you know, really one way or the other. Um, you know, I think things have been trending that way for a while. But, uh, but yeah, the timing of, of when that, that finally became official, you know, that, that probably a little bit related to, to when this all went down. So yeah, nice pickup here for Tennessee and they, they get the big back. They've been uh, sort of coveting for this class. Uh, and and steal it away from a, from an SEC rival, uh, so so not not a not a bad deal there either. That uh, Kentucky, I think, had gotten an, a pretty nice find with Khalifa Keith, and 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 really from talking to him, it sounded like he really didn't want to go anywhere else. What um, you know had no intentions of continuing to look around a bunch, but just the opportunity to go to Tennessee was really enticing from from the start. And uh, and once that it became clear that they were pretty serious about him, he he wanted it to work out, I think, and, and so it did, and and now he's headed to Tennessee.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because it, it, that, you talk about like a real kick to the coin pouch for Kentucky. I mean, they, they did a really nice job of evaluating this kid early, getting in on, on him before some others did and and put in the work and, and got this commitment. And then, you know, Big Orange Brother comes in and drinks the milkshake after offering him like 30 seconds later after an offer. Basically, it seems like he's committed to, to Tennessee and flip from Kentucky, and, and on one hand, that's just a real kind of kick into the the coin pouch for Kentucky. I think it's also, and I, I'm just going to say this, reflective of what the programs are when, when Tennessee is what it should be, uh, Kentucky is not something that you should have to worry about too much in the recruiting process. I know – over the past dozen years, that's become more of a of a topic, um, more more of an interesting discussion with what's gone on there with stoops. But now I think you're seeing the world back on its normal axis and. Kentucky's still going to that's a better program than it has been. It's still going to go in there and get some guys occasionally, but Tennessee really should not do too much worrying head to head against Kentucky and I think this is probably another example of that. I know Ryan might disagree, but that that's sort of what it seems like to me. But on well, the, but on the other hand, and this is the more serious issue, Ryan, I think the more the or, or the, not the more serious, just a separate issue is that he is probably when you look at traditionally what Kentucky wants to do offensively, and traditionally or what people think of the Josh Heupel offense they would say well look at his size look at his i mean he looks like another Chris Rodriguez he's a better fit for Kentucky but Heupel's offense is able to to really be diverse it really does like if he has a running quarterback or if he has a a more of a a pocket passer or if he has good running backs or great running backs or not so good running backs or good tight ends or not great tight ends he's his offense on a year-to-year basis really kind of reflects what he has and they do a good job that way so if this kid ends up being a star like a rodriguez tennessee would probably use him as such
1: yeah, no, I, I will say this on the Tennessee versus Kentucky point. There there have been sp- some cases where Kentucky has gotten some really good players, not just guys that Tennessee wanted, but guys that a lot of other major programs wanted. You know, Justin Rogers yeah. was a was a really highly ranked uh, offensive and defensive line prospect out of Michigan a few years ago that, that at one point was headed to Tennessee, ends up at Kentucky. Um, and then you had obviously the Wade twins and uh, uh, Trayvon Ribka and other guys out of Tennessee that uh, that, that Kentucky has landed in recent years. What's What I think might change that a little bit or be in the process of changing that and why Kentucky has maybe had a little bit more trouble in recruiting this year is the addition of NIL to recruiting. Um, because I don't think Kentucky got up off the ground as fast as some other programs uh, did in regard to NIL. Maybe they're catching up now. I think there, there's, there's been talk of uh, of a collective getting up to speed a little bit more recently at Kentucky. But that's at least worth noting that I think Kentucky was winning some big-time battles in recent years. This this past year, not as much. Now, not saying at all that that's related to Khalifa-Keith's flip. No, I think that I, had I, much.
2: Yeah, I, I just think Tennessee is, is, is not, I wouldn't call it an existential threat, but Tennessee being what Tennessee should be hurts Kentucky more than probably anybody else.
1: Like Kentucky and and probably South Carolina I'd say yeah. those are the two the two that are going to be very hurt by that uh, in the long run because those are some programs that could occasionally get some nice wins over Tennessee in recruiting in recent years and and you know now it's going to be a little bit harder for them but yeah I, uh, at least as long as Tennessee is playing at this level but this was you know talking with Khalifa Keith, this was much more and again was not at all saying anything related to to Khalifa Keiths recruitment but in his case, I think he was really. Just blown away by the atmosphere at Tennessee. You know, he he made a point to me, and he went back to Kentucky for another game after uh, after at least one of those Tennessee visits. And he just said, you know, his initial reaction was, "Wow, this is different from Kentucky." Because um, he was, I mean, or, again, he was there for the Florida and the Alabama games. He saw Neyland Stadium at its best yeah. um, for for both of those games, really, but especially the Alabama game. And so, it w- not not surprising to to hear a recruit say that. And that is one of the areas in which I think Tennessee has a clear and and decisive advantage really is is game day atmosphere when, when, when it's really firing on all cylinders, especially. So, so interesting that that, you know, it's different for every kid, you know, people always ask what's how big a deal is this in recruiting? How big a deal is that? You never really know from one kid to the next, what it's going to be. In his case, I think it was just how hard Tennessee went after him and then going there and seeing, uh, seeing what it was like on, on game days, all th- that together, I think just made it an easy decision for him to flip. Um, you know, he, he mentioned how much attention he got from Tennessee the first time he went there talking with Josh Heupel, talking with Jerry Mack before a big game. Uh, and after a big game and he didn't have an offer from Tennessee a- until a month later. So s- seeing that he, that he was already getting that kind of attention for him uh, from him and just how aggressively they went after him and trying to flip him, I think really impressed him. And clearly he, you know, not every kid views programs the same way. I think he's a kid who clearly, especially once he went to Tennessee, saw Tennessee as a big-time program and, and was excited by that offer once he got it. And uh, and that was a big deal that was, in the end, too tough for him to pass up. So uh, I think he sees an opportunity for himself in, in Tennessee's backfield, uh, for sure. I think he looks at Tennessee's backs right now, and, and you know, I, I don't think he's – going in there thinking, okay, I'm going to beat out Jabari Small and Jalen Wright and start as a true freshman or whatever. You know, most, Not unusual for kids to think they can do that, but I, I don't think he's thinking that way, but I think he sees that he could give Tennessee something different from what it already has uh, with those two guys likely being back next year. You're going to have a couple guys who are you know in the 200, 205 range, whatever those guys are weighing right now, and then he can give them the power back that they've kind of been seeking uh, since Josh Heupel got to Tennessee. They had hoped Lenise Whitehead could be that guy this year. Obviously, he went down before the season started. Now you get another another option in there to kind of be able to pound it between the tackles. But in his case, I, I think do a little more than that. He's going to do his best work between the tackles, but definitely has the athleticism to to break off some big runs. And that's a that's a nice pickup, I think, for what Tennessee does. And as you said, I think in their offense, he he can fit into that. You know, you, you maybe not a guy that you want out there for a ten play drive every single snap, but he could. He could probably do that if you needed him to. You know, he, he's he's versatile enough that I think he can catch the ball pretty well and continue to develop in in those areas. And obviously, pass protection would be part of that. But I think he's a he's, he's a well rounded enough player um, that he's not just going to be a situational player. But I think he knows early on there's at least a situational role he can carve out for himself if he's good.
2: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about before we we went to break was a little bit more just about you know him as a player because I, I you look at at what. Uh, you can see pictures, and, and that's one of the good things about sort of the profile pages that we have. It's one of the many good things about the profile pages and database that we have at 24-7 Sports is that you can sort of see players, especially, you know, you can see, like, pictures from earlier in their career and later in the, their career. You can just kind of see how these kids grow up. And you look at pictures of this kid from when he's an underclassman, and he looks like a, you know, a good-sized high school football player. And then you see a couple years later and this kid has just kind of blown up physically. I mean, he already, you know, before getting into an SEC strength and conditioning program, he already has like what I would call a power five running back body. I mean, this is a big, big kid. He's cut. He, he's, he moves pretty well. Uh, he looks really physical on tape. I, I mean, I, I would imagine that when you get this kid in a strength and conditioning program, you know, and maybe they want to actually trim him down a little bit. Maybe they want him, maybe they think he could, you know, be the same exact athlete at 235 and let him get huge like a Derrick Henry style guy. I I don't know. I mean, we'll see, but it just looks like physically this is a really nice sort of model to work with.
1: Yeah, no, no question. And I think, I don't know that he'll need to drop any weight, but he, I definitely think you want to watch it, you know, when he gets, uh, when he gets into college, Lenith Whitehead was sort of in a similar situation when he got to Tennessee, he was already a 230 pounder or so. And, and wanted to play running back, even though a lot of people thought he was a linebacker, you know, at the time coming out of high school. And nobody thinks Um, that
2: with Keith, right? Just to be sure everyone thinks running back all the way.
1: Yeah, definitely running back all the way. Tennessee, you know, was going after him to, to address a need at running back, frankly. And, uh, and, and, You know, there've been, they again, there've been concerns with uh, with Will Stallings for a while. Where I think Tennessee knew it wanted to 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 get somebody else at the running back position. Uh, That's why they they kind of set their sights on on Khalifa Keith early in the season. And you're just always doing your due diligence anyway. But uh, Stallings had an ankle injury that that forced him to sit out most of this season. Um, There were question, at least some differing stories out there on why he transferred from Bishop Gorman High School and. In Las Vegas, back to his home area in the, in the Bay Area to to play at Clayton Valley Charter High School out there. Um, you know, I, I as I mentioned on the Go Balls twenty four seven message board before the season when that happened, I had heard that it was because he was not in line to be the starting running back uh, at Bishop Gorman, and that so that raises questions about it. And, and at the time, it felt like a you know a guy that Tennessee liked in camp, but you know it was you, you second guess it a little bit because the list of teams after him wasn't as impressive, uh, and. and I think the more you look, the more you look at it, if you're Tennessee, it just, I don't know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a sure thing that that you needed if you're going to get a bigger back in this class. And a lot of people thought Will Stallings might be a linebacker. Khalifa Keith, everybody sees him as a running back. Um, and, and it, you know, I, I think showing you his stock has risen this fall. You know, he went to South Carolina for a game earlier this season as well. Um, Mississippi State has been in the picture and, and offered. And after he decommitted from Kentucky, Miami offered him the next night. So I think he's, his stock has risen in a nice way that I think validates Tennessee's evaluation. Everything kind of lines up a, a little better with this one, I think, than it did with Will Stallings. And clearly, the the film I think checks out. You know, there, there's some other, frankly, higher rated backs that Tennessee's been involved with this year that I think Khalifa Keith has better film than them. I think, I think Keith is a nice player, um, and, and again, just a fit for what they need. Uh, despite the perception that this is sort of this wide-open offense that you need, you know, that, that spreads the field and that you need uh, a, a speedy back that, you know, I think I think the perception a lot of people would probably have is that Tennessee's offense is more likely to need a 190-pound back than a 230-pound back. I, I think Josh Heupel has shown and his, his track record, but also um, the, the staff has shown and just the guys they've recruited so far at Tennessee – they, they want guys that are 215, 220 plus. And, and Khalifa Keith, obviously a good example of that. Uh, you want running backs that can, that can take the pounding in the sec that can, that can gain, uh, the tough yards on third and short or at the goal line. And, and you want guys that can, can just, uh, can break tackles too. And, 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 you know, not just, not just gain the yards that are there for you in open field. Um, but, but make things happen after the, uh, after contact. And that's, uh, you know, Khalifa Keith gives you some of that and pretty good speed again, I think at 225 pounds. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a verified 40 time or anything like that, but on film, the the speed, the speed is solid. You know, he, he, he breaks away and, and, and runs runs away from defenses at times. So I think, I think a really nice pickup here and one that I, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about, uh, about sort of the swap of Stallings for Keith. I think that's, that's going to work out well for Tennessee, I think you always feel pretty good about getting guys who have good film in the southeast where the the football talent is obviously really good. And you know what you know what the talent is at certain programs. And they've seen him play at Parker High School there in Birmingham and and know that everything checks out there. And and they have a good feel for the people around him and where he's coming from. And just it all sort of adds up a a lot more easily um, than than, than it did with Will Stallings. and, And they like obviously kind of everything they've seen this season from Khalifa Keith
2: yeah I mean Gorman produces a lot of prospects I mean you know Cedric Tillman's a, a big-time player but but even Tillman now look at him as a prospect and he was thinking about walking onto USC at one point I mean that, that's uh, it's just the difference in in, in sort of what ch- what you see from what you know you're looking at in the south compared to some other places where you think you see a great athlete but you gotta do more projections so it's just a, it's just a little bit different well, I
1: guess well, and again, at Gorman, he was he was there as for his junior season, but really, this is a Bay Area kid, and he was back there this true, season. You true. didn't get you didn't even get to see much film on him this year at, at Clayton Valley. That's the same high school that produced uh, Khalil McKenzie years ago. If that uh, if that school sounds familiar, but he's there in the Bay Area. Uh, the competition there, you know, can be very good, uh, but not necessarily every week. But you didn't get to see enough of him this season to really feel good about him, and and, and there were just things about the the fit that just didn't seem as ideal uh, as they do here you know you I, I don't think it's a big deal but i think this one just felt like a, a fit from the start you know again that the enthusiasm that Khalifa Keith showed for Tennessee from from the day they showed serious interest you know and, and, and just the where where he comes from the relationships with everyone from his parents and his coaches to 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 Keith himself that they all built with Tennessee it just felt like a fit pretty naturally uh from the start so so you always feel good about that uh when that happens but yeah just everything else on the field too uh I think kind of checks out and again I, I I'm not involved in such decisions so I never I never really like to weigh in on this but I personally won't be surprised if he at least moves up a little bit in the rankings not saying he's gonna be a four star by signing day or anything like that but I think he's got good enough senior film that you could at least make a case for 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 moving him up a little bit in the rankings because he's He's got nice film for a bigger back for sure,
2: and in a place where good film means a little bit too. So that's that is important, guys. What we got more to talk about here with Tennessee adding Khalifa Keith to the 2023 recruiting class, a class that again is sort of ha- already in a pretty good spot in the rankings, has a chance to continue climbing in a big way over the next couple weeks. You never really know. You never say never. Always some some big fish still left out there. And maybe we need to talk about that coming back. We need to talk about Tennessee's uh, recruiting generally in this class. We need to talk about sort of the running back position. We need to talk about uh, pos- positional needs left in the class. Numbers always, always numbers. We always got to ask Ryan about the numbers. Everyone always wants to know the numbers. So we'll get to all that. But before we do that, we're overdue for a break. So we're going to step away, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc., And then we'll be right back here on the Govols 24-7 podcast.
3: Hashtag ad. Money! eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own.
2: Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break, West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, Ryan Callahan coming to you from his home daycare center there across town. We're talking about another addition for Tennessee football to the 2023 recruiting class, Khalifa Keith, a a big old running back, a big old, big old kid, 6'1", 225 pounds from Parker High School right there in Birmingham, Alabama, a kid who's a three-star now. Um, and I, we think probably will end up still being a three star but could get a nice bump in the rankings we will see that's you never know he, he's had a really good senior film according to Ryan a guy who I trust when it comes to those sorts of, of comments uh, not all comments in life but those comments for sure uh, we got a lot more to discuss about that and we will before we do that though just a quick uh, quick, request from our end if you don't mind a quick request if you will if you could take about a minute out of your day right now let's say 60 seconds 75 seconds maybe 90 seconds tops go in there and rate and review this podcast and subscribe to this podcast we greatly would appreciate it if you're just listening on the website at govoss247.com Uh, nothing wrong with that. We love you. There's no wrong way to consume the Go 24-7 podcast. What helps us out the most, though, is if you go in there, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world, you can cast the fine pod. You can find this Go 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. It's a labor of love. Very few complaints from our end. But since we're doing it for free, I don't think it's too much to ask to go in there, rate, review, subscribe... And also tell some friends. Tell people uh, that you see around town. Tell people that you see at church. Tell people that you see at the golf course if you can brave the elements to golf this time of year, or if you're just in a nice kind of kind of snowbird climate where you can keep keep playing golf this time of year in shorts. Uh, tell people that you see just around town, man. If you if you see somebody wearing orange, see somebody wearing a Tennessee shirt, be like, hey, um, I, I think you should listen to the Go Balls Twenty Four Seven podcast. You're a Tennessee fan, so am I. This Go Balls twenty four seven podcast has everything you need as a Tennessee fan. You know that 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 person that you talk to could be your your new best friend, could be your spouse, that could be the owner of a Fortune five hundred company. And there are some Tennessee people who f- fit into that category. And, and that person offers you a job, and then a year from now, you're a millionaire or a billionaire. Who knows the the the, the possibilities here are limitless limitless we could change your life forever if you just go in there and talk to people about this podcast and before you laugh at least three people now in the past couple weeks have told me that they have done this or that has been done to them that is how movements start Uh, just just a little just a little fire just just a little spark can create a fire can create a wave and that's what we're doing here at the go boss 24 7 podcast if you're already doing those things Thank you. We love you. If
3: not... I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.
2: Ryan, back to business here. Uh, Khalifa Keith at the running back position now. Tennessee's commitment total in this class, I believe, is up to... What's the number now? I want to make sure I got this right.
1: Ryan, uh, Twenty-two. 22 now 20, with, uh, with yeah, the addition of 22 with Khalifa now. Keith.
2: Good. I was going to say 22 or 23. So it is 22 now. So how many numbers generally speaking are are we talking here i I assume nothing has changed since the last time we had a breaking news podcast but i'm going to ask in every single recruiting podcast because i know for a fact that within the first five questions you're going to get after tennessee takes a commitment is what's this mean for numbers so ryan what's this mean for numbers
1: yeah i i Again, this was a position Tennessee really had to address once you once you lost Will Stallings officially or parted ways with him uh, recently. So so you knew running back was going to be one of the positions they addressed down the stretch. So uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily change anything. But I think I think now you're looking at still, you know, I, I've I've said all along. I think Tennessee probably signs more than twenty five, but you know, no more than thirty, and 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 probably more likely less than thirty. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I think they're going to try to leave as much room as they can to address needs in the transfer portal. I, that's why I don't think they're, you know, in past years, you would see sometimes you you would see some offers later in the process, especially after early signing day, maybe to players who, okay, maybe you wouldn't have wanted them in August, but now you just need a guy. And, and not that you're lowering your standards much, but you, you're just, you've got to find somebody to address that need. Now you don't have to do that. So the transfer portal is a much safer bet now for for finding sort of quality depth, if nothing else, if that's what you're needing at a position, you can go get that in the transfer portal and, and have much more certainty about what you're getting as opposed to taking a maybe a high school guy that you that you talk yourself into liking later on or a, or a junior college guy that you're not ever convinced will be a, an impact player or whatever, just to kind of get some experience. You can do that in the portal now. So I think that if, if anything, that number could be a little lower than people are thinking, but I, I think they'll go beyond 25. So I think you're looking at probably, you know, somewhere between four and seven more additions, depending on what else they get. And with that being said, we don't know for sure. I mean, I I have no reason to suspect that there will be any additional uh, turnover within Tennessee's class, but there will be some other schools that I'm sure will come after and and continue to come after Tennessee's commitments in some cases. Um, You know, specifically, I've I've mentioned this once or twice on our board already, but Tennessee's got a a couple guys, at least in Alabama. I, I don't know that Khalifa Keith would be one, but Ricky Gibson and Sylvester Smith come to mind. Uh, a couple defensive backs that might interest a new staff at 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 Auburn. Um, we don't know who they're going to hire, or whether it's someone who's already involved with either of those guys at a previous stop. But you know, if, if Auburn gets a, a staff that looks around the state and sees those guys and thinks they're quality players, you never know. Tennessee might have to fend off some uh, some some late surges for for guys like that, and and maybe you end up losing someone. So so you never know. Um, but right now, I think they'll. Uh, they're in a good spot, at least to have a chance to hold on to all 22 of these, and then you know probably add four, somewhere between four and seven more. You know, some needs still out there: offensive line, defensive line. You know, would would take some guys at other positions. They're obviously still after Arian Carter, the linebacker uh, out of Smyrna uh, in the Nashville area, and then uh, still still looking at other options at other positions. But just depends on on who they can get. So you know, somewhere somewhere in that range and. You know, definitely going to go beyond 25 if things go according to plan.
2: Yeah, I wanted to ask about, you talked about positional needs, Ryan, and and I wonder even if, even after adding Keith here, I wonder if running back is, is still a need, and maybe it's one that the portal could address better, I'm not really sure, but I look at it. All those guys that are on the roster now, unless they choose to leave via the portal, are coming back for next season, right? None of them are going pro because they're not old enough or the NFL wouldn't quite want them yet. So I think that you look at those numbers, and this is about the second year in a row where Tennessee is – a little bit light at numbers at that position again. And I know that you're, you're, you're banking on obviously, um, you know, getting Whitehead back next season. You're banking on most of those guys who are on the team. Now coming back, you add Khalifa Keith to that. I still think, Whether it's a portal guy, a JUCO guy, somebody, I would if I'm putting together a roster, I think I'd still want another body there. Now that's it's not just a cut and dried as how many running backs do I want, because you got to think about how many other positions you have and what other needs you have at at other places on the roster. But I still think another body at running back would make sense.
1: That's not unfounded. I think there's some some logic to that. One thing definitely worth noting in that discussion, though. Uh, and we still don't know what how this is all going to play out, but Cameron Seldon very possibly could factor into Tennessee's plans for in the sure, backfield. For sure, for sure, um, he's the four-star athlete out of Virginia. Uh, we mentioned at the time he committed back in July that Tennessee was recruiting him as a wide receiver, but that running back could, in some form or fashion, at least, be part of his, uh, Tennessee's plans for him. Uh, They've they mentioned kind of a Debo Samuel type role for him, but it could be more than that. We don't know yet. He through his senior season. He's at a school. He's at a rural school in Virginia, but he's had the type of season where, as they've gotten toward the end of the year, especially I've noticed in the playoffs, a lot of his production has come on on run plays. He's getting they're they're handing him the ball because they might not, you know, and I don't know their their situation well enough to say for sure, but they might not feel they have the quarterback to to get him the ball consistently enough. He may be drawing too much attention on the perimeter, double teams, things like that, and it's just easier to hand him the ball instead of uh, trying to throw it to him. But that. You know, he's a 220 pound guy. He's a he's a good sized kid himself, um, and and a good athlete with uh, with really good speed. On top of that, and I, I think Tennessee is at least intrigued by by that possibility. But you don't know for sure what what position he's going to play long term, or whether he's just a you know sort of a situational running back. But you know, if nothing else, we've seen the you know the Princeton Fant role this year. You know, even if he's a wide receiver pretty much all the way, and you just get him a few carries here and there, that 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 helps a little bit. So. I think that factors in some, and then yeah, I, I don't think another high school addition is is very likely. I think it would take k- kind of the right player, just falling in their lap essentially, or yeah. being or being after, or being after the, a
2: coaching change or something.
1: Yeah, know. or after a good, you know, a, a good somebody being a good possibility that's just too good to pass up for them to take another high school guy. But I do think they will at least keep a close eye on the transfer portal. We know they did go after a few guys this past off season, including Jameer Gibbs. Um, including um, I can't remember his name now that ended up at Oregon uh, that's played a lot out there uh, from Minnesota. Um, So they, they, they went after some guys in the transfer portal uh, this past off season, weren't able to get any of them. If the right guy is out there, I don't think they're going to take another back just to take another back, but if they could find someone that they think changes their backfield in the transfer portal, I could definitely see them trying to be a factor uh, for someone there. Now they'll have I would argue probably more glaring needs in the portal. You know they're going to need a receiver. I think they're going to need a, a tackle uh, most likely on the offensive line. They're going to they're going to need some help uh, at, at other positions probably on defense. So, you know can they can they afford to use a spot on a running back? Yes, but it's going to have to be the right guy. So not necessarily done at running back for projecting next year's roster, but for the twenty twenty three class, I would I would say there's a good chance they're done at that position, barring again someone just. Really good, you know, a Jeremiah Cobb, the, the the former target that's that's committed to Auburn, you know, may, maybe a new stat, maybe something happens and they hire a coach that doesn't keep Cadillac Williams or something. I don't think that's going to happen, but just for instance, you know, that's a guy that I know Tennessee liked. You know, if someone like that falls into their lap or looks like a good possibility suddenly, then then maybe they go after them. But otherwise, I think they're probably done in 2023.
2: And last question I got, Ryan, uh, is c- sort of twofold. One, how is what would you say about this class overall right now? I think it was it was rated 12th nationally before uh, this edition of, of Keith, and I know until he gets a ratings bump, maybe he's a guy who doesn't do a huge uh, dent in the ratings himself in terms of moving them up, but there's also some some uh, some good old-fashioned big fish, really big fish still out there. What do you think of Tennessee's class now, how it is, and what are some things to look for in the next couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a very good class right now. Uh, you know, I, I've I've mentioned this throughout the year, but it's worth noting. I I, I kind of touched on this in a in a piece we posted uh, several days ago. Uh, three things I know, three things I think, and one of the things that I said I think in that in that piece is that Tennessee will probably, you know, the, the most likely finish right now, just based on the information we have, not taking additional player rankings updates into account. Tennessee is likely to finish somewhere between say tenth and thirteenth. Um, that's just a projection. Um, doesn't mean it's definitely going to be in that range, but I think more than likely it will be somewhere in that range. Uh, And I say that for a couple of reasons. One, when you plug in some of the possibilities that are still out there for Tennessee on our class calculator, a really fun tool to play with this time of year as you sort of map out how a class can finish, um, you notice that Tennessee needs to add a lot more to catch up to Florida, which at the time I was doing all that math several days ago was number eight in the rankings. There's sort of a gap between number eight and number nine. So Tennessee's sort of in that second group right now, where it looks like they're going to have to do a lot of damage to catch up to those top eight teams in the rankings. So that that suggests number nine is is maybe at least for now kind of the ceiling on how high they can climb, unless they just go crazy down the stretch. Um, and and crazy would mean you know probably a uh, you know landing three more top one hundred players, something like that. Like it would take it would take a good bit to exceed uh, number nine. With that being said, that's assuming that no one else around Tennessee is going to add players, and they obviously are going to add other players down or the stretch. Or lose players. That, 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 and that could be part of it, too, for sure. Um, but you know, I've kind of mentioned throughout the year, there's more competition this year within the top 15 than we've seen in recent years. I think NIL is sort of leveling the playing field a little bit. You're seeing a lot more teams making moves and, and sort of battling it out for number one and even for, for top five r- rankings. Than we've seen most years where last year, you know, it was kind of obvious for a while that like Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, those teams were all going to be in the top five. Right. They were just dominant classes. And those teams sort of cleaned up on, on a lot of the top 100 players. Now the top 100 players are spread out a little more in the 2023 class. You're getting Miami uh, that, that, that really had some nice wins. Now they're struggling a little bit on the field. And now Florida has. Has uh, has moved into the picture as kind of the hot team. Lately. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Um, so there, there are a lot of teams just sort of jockeying for position, and so Tennessee is going to have a really good class. It just might not be a top five or top seven class. In fact, it probably won't be a top seven or top eight class. So that doesn't mean Tennessee is not gaining enough ground or anything like that. I think it's just sort of a reflection of how strong the top ten is this year with all of these teams having having some really nice players in them. And again. We've seen it this year with with Tennessee, what they've done on the field. The most important position is where Tennessee's got its best player in this class still, Nico Iamaliava, quarterback. Uh, if, if he lives up to the hype, this is going to be a very good class in the long run. If he doesn't, we, we might look back on it and and, and say they wish they had uh, done a little more at, at other positions to to offset it because, yeah, it's, you're often going to only go as far as the top players in your class go when it, when it comes to the success of a class. But I, I do think this is a good class overall. It's got a lot of lot of depth to it. Uh, even some of the players in sort of the quote unquote bottom half right now are gonna be really productive players in college, I think. And it's uh but yeah, that's as far as rankings, that's where I think they probably finish somewhere in that ten to thirteen range as of right now. And I should clarify sometimes when I say things about players' rankings, I I'm sort of hinting and I think people sort of look for this now. I think they look yes, for like <laughs> Yes they do. Yes they do. They look for the code words or whatever they think I'm saying. I'm not saying at all, just to be clear, that Khalifa Keith is moving up in the rankings. I have no idea. All I'm saying is I like his film from this season, and it wouldn't shock me if he moved up. But that doesn't mean I have no idea. He could fall in the rankings for all I know. But he, he, I think, has has good enough film to at least make the case for a, a higher ranking than where he is right now because he is a a, a good athlete at his size, and, and usually – when you're when you're ranking players you're looking at upside you're looking at athleticism you just want guys that sort of jump out to you on film for the most part you know people always ask if what what are the main things that go into is it production is it you know all that it, really you just want guys that that look like they had the potential to be really good in college and usually the film kind of tells the tale on that a lot of times and, and in Khalifa Keith's case i think he's got good enough film that, that that you could at least make the case for it now there are other guys in Tennessee's class i would say that about that don't the current rankings don't reflect that. You know, John Slaughter, I've mentioned at safety, I, I like a bit more than, than his current rankings would suggest. Uh, again, I I have no say in all of that. I just think that there's at least a case to be made for Keith to be ranked a little bit higher. Again, not a four-star probably, but a-, a good player that I think Tennessee's happy to land. So all that to say, somewhere you know outside the top 10 is very much on the table, but that doesn't mean... Tennessee is not signing a good class if that's where they finish. I think they've got a, a lot of, a lot of good players already and some they still could add the next few weeks. We know there's a couple more announcements coming. Uh David Hobbs, the four-star defensive lineman out of North Carolina, announcing his decision on Friday. I think Tennessee as a, as of this recording, I still think Tennessee is probably the slight favorite in that one, but it's been a battle down the stretch with Georgia emerging as the main competition there, Alabama the other uh the other main contender, so I think Tennessee's got a a real shot at landing David Hobbs on Friday, uh, Friday evening when he announces his decision. And then the other one coming up is Samuel Mpemba, five-star edge rusher uh, out of IMG Academy in Florida. He's announcing on December 4th. There will be other announcements, obviously, as we get closer to early sign day, but those are the two we know about right now. Mpemba has been pegged to Georgia for a long time. I'm not ready to call that one just yet. I still think Georgia probably should be viewed as the favorite, but Tennessee has at least hung around in that one, made things a little interesting Still would be an upset if Tennessee won it, but I'm not ready to say it's a done deal just yet that he's headed to Georgia. So we'll see how that one goes the next couple weeks, but those are a couple more to watch in the 2023 class as we get ready to wrap up the regular season and kind of turn our attention to uh, the, the stretch run leading up to early signing day.
2: That we are. That we are. Ryan, thanks, man. Appreciate the time. And uh, you know, it's recruiting season, so we'll we'll probably you'll probably we'll probably be doing more of these breaking pods in the next couple of weeks. If I'm being honest. So uh, until then, or until you know, you're back on for a team one, man. Thanks for being here.
1: Absolutely, thanks, Wes.
2: There's that button, and now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the GoVols twenty four seven podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Westrucker 24 7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24 7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P Brown 24 7 ...for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial... And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That—that That is so much stuff, so much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff, less than one m- lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to govalls 247com